29th chapter one more time as you remain standing how many were here last week amen well, we're going to be covering the second part to that sermon and by the way uh you could pick up both tapes for five dollars okay uh two two both tapes for five dollars and Hopefully you'll see Ray after the service or one of the, the brothers there. And I believe these are the two tapes that you should be able to have in your library. And uh, when I was thinking about this yesterday, I was uh, reflecting back on years ago when, actually when Philip LeCru would come too and other ministers and other evangelists would come to our church. You know, uh, different churches, different churches would get labeled. They'd say, this is the so-and-so church. At one time we were known as the clapping church because we clap for everything. Really, we, we clap for everything. Yeah, we still clap for every announcement. You know, you go to the church, they don't clap for announcements. Man, we somebody, ooh, wow, yeah, you know, you know. So that's still lingering a little bit. But then in another time, we were known as the tape church. People would come, we, we, we'd buy tapes, everybody listen to tapes, and man, you know, you give me a ride, and you had a tape. But we've gotten away from that one a little bit. Uh, that lingers a little bit, but come on, get into God's word. Uh, and, 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 and so these next, last Sunday and this Sunday, uh, for both tapes available, for only five, that'd be a great investment that you'll be able to have and go over and over what uh, we're bringing out here. Okay, Genesis 29, beginning in verse 31. And we, last uh, week, we began reading in verse uh, 15, right? Remember that? Look at verse 14 before we get to 31. Then Laban said to him, you are my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him for a, how long? Whole month. And we covered that last week. Uh, uh, Jacob had been with Laban. Uh, his mother's sister for a month. And then all of a sudden, Laban snaps. This dude's got it going on. Remember that? If he'll stay with me, then I can have it going on. His blessings will rub off on me. Okay? Then they begin to con each other, right? And, and the, last night I was reading and reading and reading and going on and how they kept conning and conning. At the end, uh, once Jacob gets a little bit older, he stays with him 20 years, he cons Laban. Uh, and oh, nothing but cunning over here. Okay, verse 31. Then the Lord saw that Leah was not loved. He opened her womb. But Rachel was barren. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben. For she said, it is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. Okay, and Reuben means uh, I have seen. That's what it means. Laban means I have seen. Okay, verse 33. She conceived again, the second child. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, Because the Lord heard that I am not loved, he gave me this son. So she named him, his name, Simeon, which means I am heard. The first one, I am seen. The second one, I am what? Heard. Verse 34. Again, she conceived. And when she gave birth to a son, she said, now at last, my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So she named him Levi, which means I am attached. Then the key verse is verse 35. She conceived again. When she gave him, she gave birth to a son. She said, this time I will praise the Lord. So she named him Judah, which means praise the Lord. Then she stopped having children. Then she stopped having children. Father, I pray that we would learn to stop looking to other things and idols for contentment and satisfaction. 
We look to you finally after the fourth birth. Then, Lord, we can learn to praise you and put you, Jesus, first in our lives. Lord, I know this sermon is a bit complicated here today. I pray that we would have ears to hear, ears to learn and to listen, and become better Christians once again. Let this sermon tie into last Sunday's. Lord God, and may we glean from your word and be able to give it out as well to those, Lord God, that need it. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The title of my sermon here for today is Hit and Miss America. Okay? The title of my sermon, once again, is what? Hit and Miss dot, 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 America. Anybody watch Miss America yesterday? Anybody? Anybody here? Oh, man, I, I wanted to emulate. I wanted to copy Miss America. She was the hula girl. Uh, and my family, they, you know, they were really tripping out on Miss America. Uh, they were really getting into it because I have two daughters. My son has left home. Uh, he'll never be Mr. America. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but they were really into it, and, and I was studying and watching it at the same time, and uh, uh, my wife and I would view it, you know, hit and miss. But the title is, you know, sometimes we hit, sometimes we miss uh, in life. We've already been dealing with this, okay? Uh, 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 just to give you a little overview of last week, and we covered it there in the scriptures, we dealt with the fact that because two conning individuals, Laban and Jacob, are you with me? Leah's life was totally destroyed. Jacob had thought that his life had been in ruins at one time. Remember that? Uh, that that's how we began the story. But then he runs into Laban and he thinks he's going to be okay. But Laban takes him for everything, uh, everything. But then little by little he begins to, to get a few things back. And so this woman's life was, was totally destroyed. Leah, you know... Uh, uh, had she, we mentioned last week, had she stayed single, but she ends up getting married to, to, to Jacob, she would have learned to deal with, with, with being unloved, with being unwanted. And you single people, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you've been single a while. You've got to learn. If she had stayed single, you know, but she didn't. Because she was putting all her marbles, she was banking on the fact that if she would just get married, some of you singles are like that, then everything is going to be like they say in West Covina, hunky-dory. I think I heard somebody say hunky-dory the other day, too. Uh, I don't know who, who was it. Even Chuck saying hunky-dory. He's already getting disciples. Uh, he preached on Friday. Hunky-dory. Uh, but when you put your, your, you know, all your marbles, when you put, uh, you know, what, on the wrong things, you're going to get burned. And we titled the sermon last week, Disillusionments, having to do with disillusionments. Remember that? Because everybody's going to be disillusioned a time of 49,000 per day. Uh, you're going to get disillusioned. And we used marriage last week as the prime example of disillusionments. Because how many of you are married? Isn't that a good subject? Isn't that a good one to use for being disillusioned? We mentioned the fact that when I was going to get married to my wife, I was shopping at Vaughn's Market and looking at the cream corn. Remember that? And thinking about bread and cream corn, oh, 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 oh. 
Uh, but in the morning, we found out it's always Leah. We're looking for Rachel. Rachel was very beautiful uh, and, and, you know, and, and appealing, the Bible says. But Leah, we found out, was the ugly duckling. Uh, she was probably chubby wubbies. Uh, she was not too much to look at. She wasn't very appealing at all. And, and according to the Hebrew, she was rather, you know, more, you know, not even playing Jane. She was worse. Uh, and we used the analogy last week that in life, we, 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 we think we're going to get a Rachel. But in the morning, the Bible says, it'd be Leah. Uh, I know that happened to my wife when she married me. She thought she was going to get Steve Garvey. Remember the way Steve Garvey stood? She got Steve Pineda. Oh, woman, submit. It'd be Leah. It'd be the other Steve. Disillusionments. Uh, we dealt with that last week, and, and we talked about the bad things of disillusionment. This week, we're going to deal with the good things and how to deal with disillusionments, okay? That's what we're going to be covering on this week in the sermon called, what's it called? Hit and Miss. See, both Jacob and Leah were putting their hopes on the wrong things to bring them satisfaction and contentment. Leah thought, my children... Be contentment. If you look to your children to be contentment, they're either going to be spoiled, you're going to be all messed up, uh, you're going to build a gap between them because they're not going to produce the way you think they should. And you're always going to be at odds with one another instead of being friends and a father with your children because you're putting everything on them. Uh, you better play on the team. You better do this. You better get computers. You better, because you're trying to live your life through them. Or if you put your hopes on your husband, as, as, you know, Leah did. They're not going to come through. Jacob put his hopes on Rachel. Right? He said, man, if I could just have... And Jacob's family was all dysfunctional. So I think a lot of us can identify with that. We've, most of us here have come from dysfunctional families. And Jacob's, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that, what a lineage. And on into Joseph and all that. I mean, what a lineage. Real dysfunctional. So we can identify with this. But when we put our hopes, our marbles, you know, our life on things, they're always going to disappoint us. Always. Okay? Are you with me? So now we get into hit and miss America. The key in learning about in regards to disillusionments is not to, in, in, in overhearing people's words, you got to stay with me here, okay? And not to overhear people's conversations. But we need to overhear people's lives. That's how you'll find out about disillusionments. Don't overhear their words. Because Chuck talked about that on Friday. How are you doing, brother? Blast, liar. But you got to overhear their lives. And what's really going on with them. And as you overhear their lives, you'll all be able, you know, you'll see the idealists in people. When people are shooting for the so-called best. Everybody shoots for the best. Uh, and as you overhear their lives, you're able to see that. Everybody's shooting for the best. But in the morning, the Bible says in Scripture here, it's always, come on, Leah. We'll all look for Rachel. Uh, 
But life has a funny way of handing us all Leah's. The big, unwanted, ugly one. Leah. Life has a way of doing that to all of us. And we mentioned, listen, singles, the sooner you come to that reality, the better off you're going to be. Uh, well, once you have an understanding, once you come to grips with this. Now, let's look at the, at the good and the positive things, okay, in this story. There's three things we're going to look at very quickly here this morning, okay? But remember, when you look to people and things and material stuff to bring you your, your, your satisfaction and contentment, you're going to become hard-hearted. You're going to become disillusioned. But when you look at things as a realist and not an idealist, are you listening to me? That makes you a Christian. And we ended the sermon last week by saying that. Because a Christian's perspective in life is, hey, life is not merrily, merrily, merrily. It's not the yellow brick road. In this life, you shall suffer persecution. Not maybe, if, could be, you shall. It's not going to be easy in life. And the sooner you realize that, the better off you are. And you become a Christian. Because a Christian realizes that there's no Rachels here on this earth. None. Where do the Rachels exist? We covered this last week. In heaven. We need to have a heavenly perspective. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. But if you put all your marbles on this world, you're going to get disillusioned. You're going to get burnt. Uh, I mean, some of us, when we were kids, we wanted to put all our marbles on our father. Oh, I got the toughest dad. My dad's bigger than your dad. And sometimes we bring that off into Christianity. My pastor can preach better than your pastor. And you walk at the conference, my pastor's Pastor Steve. He got it going on because I'm his sheep. Ah. Uh, I'm going to burn you. If you don't think so, watch, I got some matches right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, by, by that I mean I'm not going to live up to every, all your expectations. I'm not. Uh, I'm just not always, sometimes I'm going to preach long and sometimes I'm going to preach long. Uh, and that one you won't be disillusioned. You'll always get that one all the time. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not always going to do the right things. And sometimes I'll be, I come up to people and I say, God bless you. I don't have, I'm not harboring nothing against people. But there's some, oh, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't. Uh, but the sooner you come to grips with that, the better off I'll be. Hallelujah. Uh, the better off we'll all be. We'll see, come to that. And that's what the Bible's trying to teach us here with Rachel and Leah. We're all looking for Rachel's. But life's not full of Rachel's. Rachel's are on the other side in heaven. And that's being a Christian. Once you realize that. We've been covering this as of late in, on Sunday morning sermons to, to look for the crown in heaven. Uh, because when you're doing that, then when your family gets on your case, you're not going to react like most of your family does. Because you know your rewards follow us in, into heaven. And you're looking for that heavenly city uh, whose author and maker is God himself. Not, you know, J&L construction. Uh, usually it's J&L destruction. Because they don't build things correctly. Ah. All right. Let's look at the three things, okay, that are positive in this story. We, we covered about three negatives last week. The first positive is, in regards to the story of Leah and Rachel and Jacob, is that God works with weak people. That's already good news right there. Because most of us are weak individuals. Ah. If I ask you how many here were weak to drugs and alcohol, whew, 
Man, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll raise my hand for most of you. Huh? But we all kind of weak to some form or another. Very weak. So already that's good news. God works, point number one, how? With weak people. Now, many, many people, okay, they have this, this big, big problem with this. You know why? Because they want their God and God's people, they want God's book to, have, to be perfect. That's why a lot of people like the, a certain religion that has a pope to it. Because he's perfect. You know, he's perfect. They like that. They want to belong to a religion that's, where, where all the heroes are perfect. George Washington, he didn't chop down a cherry tree. Oh, yeah, he did. But then he confessed. He was a perfect man, a great guy. Uh, we all, we're, we're all taken, we, we don't like when, when we say God works with weak people. That shatters, my friend, our mentality and our perspective of, of, of the Bible. Uh, see, we, we think most people think that God's book, the Bible should have only perfect people as role models. They believe, my friend, all the great men and all the great women that are found in the context of God's word should be totally upstanding and unblemished. No stain, so all gain. That's their mentality. That's how they believe. So when they see the dysfunction in Jacob's family and David's family, in the, in the people found in God's word, they see all the, the, the mar and the muck in their lives. They don't like that. Ah. Uh, they see all the faults and all the sins recorded by Bible heroes. It shatters many of people's mentality. How could that be? David was with Bathsheba. Splish, splash, she was taking a bath. Wow. And David was out there all about her Saturday night. They don't like that. They want God's people, to, the heroes, to be perfect. Pastor Steve, you're perfect, huh? <laughs> Let's go on. See, most people feel the Bible is doing itself and Christianity a raw injustice by even identifying with fleshly types. How terrible. We shouldn't identify with, with, with fleshly types, people like that. It makes zero sense to use people like Jacob who conned, who, who exploited, and he exploited women who lied as God's co-laborers. Polygamy and, and bigamy are recorded here in this story. And we don't like that. Uh, that's, the, that's not the way it's supposed to be. See, nowhere in Scripture does the Bible condone these types of sins. Polygamy and bigamy and all, all these things, conning, lying. The Bible doesn't condone that. Uh, but rather it comes against it. We need to understand that. But so, so many people have a mental conception of the Bible that it should have nothing but, you know, like I said, George Washington, Clark Kent type of people. But my friend, that shows then that we really don't understand the gospel. That's really what it shows. We don't understand it. The Bible is not a comic book put out by Marvel magazines. Ta-da! No. Where all of its heroes are superhuman and possess, my friend, you know, total power to leap pulpits that are single bound. No. The Bible is not like that. That's not gospel. That's fantasy land. That's utopia. 
That's Rachel. That's Rachel. And Rachel exists only in the sweet by and by and the hereafter. Uh, the Bible, you know, it's not a Marvel comic book. It, it really it tells the truth here. Somebody once said, when God paints a character, he paints them warts and all. Oh, God don't, you know, he doesn't, some places, you know, we start to take this off and, no, no, you know, you, you look at their class pictures for the, when they're seniors, and, ooh, the, you know, that girl's pretty. Then you see her in perfect, it'd be Leah. <laughs> Just jiving. Uh, see, the Bible is not all about, you know, role models. Rather, it's about men and women who God continues to work with. Even though, my friend, they today, uh, you know, if they misuse, even if they misuse God's grace today, tomorrow, and forever, even if they're saved by that grace, uh, why does the Bible do that? Well, my friend, unless you're incredibly proud, and unless you're totally self-righteous, then you don't really, really realize how incredibly good and good news this Bible is. Because you want it to be per No, 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 no. It's not. See, most other religions have God up on the top of a ladder. Uh, where and if you and I do real good, we can then come up to the top of the ladder to heaven where God is. That's how most religions are. God's on top of the ladder and we're down there. Uh, and we do our penance, we, penance, we do what we're supposed to Oh yeah, keep coming. Father, may I, yes, you may take another baby step. Uh, yes. No, no, no. But the gospel is God sending his son down from the ladder to be the ladder to come down to us where we're hurting, where we're needy. Yes, I know you're weak. Yes, I know the, the, the cockroaches in your head. I know what you're going through, but I can save you. All you got to do is put your faith and your trust in me by the grace that I've done for you, what I did on the cross for you. Uh, but most people have God up on the pedestal, uh, up here, uh, away from everybody. That's not genuine Christianity. Uh, where we're called to, to perform and, and do right and, and copy the heroes. And try really hard to, to be like George Washington. Maybe when then I can get to heaven. Um, I've told you before when I was a little kid I was playing with a, a pastor's kid. Baseball in the back of the church parking lot. And I, and I remember I'm just thinking about it. He was in high school and I was still younger. And then I looked at him and I said, man David, you're sure lucky man. You're a PK. You're going to heaven. He said, no, I'm not. He said, Steve, I'm all messed up. I'm in high school. <laughs> He's not a part of high school. So you know about that. Uh, he says, no, Steve, I, my dad's all right, but he, uh, not me, Steve. I'm not a Christian right now. I cuss and I smoke and I drink and I do all the stuff. Uh, I thought, wow. Uh, it shattered my mentality. See, genuine Christianity knows they're will be none righteous, no, not one, other than the one that God sent to be the ladder, to come down from the ladder uh, and live the life we should have lived and die the death we should have died. That's the biggest statement of the sermon right there. But I'm going to go on. But he came down to live the life we should have lived, to die the death we should have died. That's gospel. See, God works with weak people. That's the first good news. Regarding the story of Leah, Rachel, and Jacob. The second piece of good news is that God works through weak people. Okay? And at this point, you really got to stay with me because you get lost. 
He works with weak people, point number one. Point number two is he works through weak people. Who could be weaker than Laban? But God used Laban in the life of Jacob and Leah. See, Laban really, really hurt Jacob and he hurt Leah. He hurt both of them. He heavily hurt them. But it was through Laban, even with all of his conning, corrupt, mean ways, that Jacob began to get humbled. Stay with me now. Remember, I told you right here, at this point, you got to stay with me. Third point's real easy, but this one, you got to stay here. Okay? See, God used this, this con who was worse than Jacob, Laban, to get Jacob and even Leah to the point and place they needed to be. And God does that, to humble them. See, Jacob wasn't dumb. He was no dummy. He wasn't stupid. He knew that he was getting taken, but why didn't he put up more of a fuss? You understand that? Why didn't he put up more of a He knew. I have to work seven years. Man, I'm going to work another seven. You don't think he, he The guy was a very smart managerial individual. We, we studied that last week. He knew when he was getting taken. He could have said, ah, I ain't going to do it, man. I ain't stupid. But he knew. He stayed on. Okay, I'll work another seven years. He ends up working 20 years for Laban. Being taken. But he doesn't put up a fuss. The reason was because he knew deep down inside that this is what he needed. To be put in place by an even older conning shyster named Laban. Now, I've never gone back to the world, though I've never been perfect. But I've never gone back. But I've heard people who've come back to God and come back to church. And they talk about how someone dealt with them and messed with them to the point in a place where they now knew they didn't belong out in the world. I've dealt with a lot of people like that. Uh, they come back and say, man, this person. But I just knew. I, well, as soon as they dealt with me like this, I knew I had to come back to church. Uh, in other words, there was another person weaker than them. Messing with them. And, and God using them. Who probably weren't even saved. To bring them back and get into the point of the place that you need to be. Because God uses and moves through weak people. God will do that. God will work through weak people to teach us a lesson or 49. He'll do that. Some of you here today, and even now, you have a Laban in your life that God is using to teach you a few lessons. That happens. Ah. Uh, not to, uh, you know, beat a dead donkey. But God even used a donkey to get one of his prophets attention and get him back to where he needed to be. God spoke through a donkey. Uh, talk about weak. Uh, God worked through weak donkeys, hallelujah. <laughs> through weak people to get our attention. See, through Laban, Jacob was finally able to see how he was and what he too had done in the past and how bad that past was because he was so much like Laban it was like looking in the mirror and he hated it but now my friend he could see how wrong he really was when he saw Laban he said that's me that's gonna be me you ever heard Philip LaCruz testimony who preached yesterday he talks about in his testimony when he was in jail he was just a young whippersnapper 18 years old uh, then he saw in the county jail, old county jail in L.A. County, old men with white hair, acting like teenagers. 
You ever been in jail? That's what happened. Hey, bro, what's going on? If I was still, I mean, that's the way I'd be. I'm 50 years old. Hey, bro. Philip Cruz says, man, I don't want to be like that. Uh, 50 going on 18. No. God will work through weak people. Then the last point. I'm moving fast here. God works in weak people. That's the last point. God works with weak people. He works through weak people. Then lastly, God works in weak people. In the weakest and the brokenest of all. And here we come back to, to Leah again. And stay with me here, okay? We get back to the story of Leah. How God works in weak people. See, Leah was the weakest. She had weak eyes. Didn't the Bible say that? Uh, and she was the lowliest during her day. In her time, in her era. The weakest and the lowliest. According to the scripture, she was probably fat. Uh, she was very homely, a homebody. Uh, for sure, according to the scripture, she was ugly to the bone. She was ugly. And so unwanted. She was very unloved. She was discarded in life. Are you with me? Are you, Aniba? Uh, that's what she was. But God chooses who he uses. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Jacob I loved, Esau I hated, the Bible says. Now, in Hebrews, there's two words for God. Stay with me here now. You got to stay with me. In Hebrew, there's two words for God. One is the generic God, which is Elohim. Generic. I mean, uh, anybody, that, that, that could be God to some religions. God, that's Elohim. God. Uh, whatever religion you might be, that's God. Generic. Elohim. But when God, it means a great one. And all religions use this word, Elohim. But when God came to Abraham, God gave Abraham now a personal word for himself, which was Yahweh. A lot of you have heard the term, Yahweh. doesn't mean a generic God. doesn't mean the great one. And this word was given to and used solely and primarily by people who would, by grace, covenant with God, with God, excuse me, regarding salvation. I hope I didn't lose you here. This word was used solely by people who, by faith, by calling him Yahweh, would, would covenant with God, Almighty God, to someday, by grace, be saved. Get into the very presence of God into heaven. Only people who would and righteously could use the word Yahweh were people who through faith believe salvation uh, was set apart for them. So they would use the word Yahweh because we identifying with God. People who believed in the seed. Stay with me, please. They believed in the what? The seed of Abraham. Uh, Romans talks about this. Galatians talks about this. If you are Abraham's seed, then you are heirs according to the promise the Bible says. Uh, you're saved. You're born again. And here in Genesis 29, Leah is dealing with the Lord, Yahweh. Not Elohim. Leah is living for the Lord. The one who's to save by Abraham's seed. Don't let me lose you here. The one who is to save by Abraham's seed. That's what she's dealing with, okay? And when God opens up her womb, the Bible says in Genesis 29, 31, Leah knows 
that the seed and the gospel will be coming through her seed. That's what she calls him, Lord. She's identifying with salvation already. She's identifying with grace. Okay? She's accepting God's salvation. God's seed. But her first three children were all birthed in false hopes. Okay? Where Leah is trying to get her, her contentment from her husband, from her children, her family. Till finally, in her, fourth, her fourth child... She says, forget about this. Uh, I'm going to get my total contentment in God, in the Lord. And she names him Judah. Judah. Which means, praise, not my husband, not my children, not myself, not my life, the Lord. And she stopped having children. Uh, bingo. This is where the seed would come from. Jesus from the tribe of Judah. So she stopped having babies. From the loins of Leah, Leah the rejected one, Leah the unwanted, the homely, the unloved, the ugly. That's where the seed was going to come from. See, once Leah stops trying to get her esteem from anyone or anything other than from Yahweh, from the Lord, then is when Leah gets her life back. That's when she gets her life back. Uh, because Jesus now is Lord. Leah, you can stop having babies. I try to get my esteem on a personal level from drugs. Uh, from other contentments, other satisfactions. I was having babies. I try to get my contentment from, from the hood. I didn't have a college education. I couldn't go to Wall Street. Uh, I try to get my esteem from from prison and, and, and jail and lifestyle and all that, my esteem. Till one day, almost 27 years ago, I stopped having babies. I didn't need that hogwash anymore. I accepted Christ, the Lord. The seed came into my life. You can stop having babies too. A lot of times we're saying, well, maybe, I, maybe I do, if I marry this one, maybe I have that one. It'd be Leah in the morning. Ah, uh, we ain't gonna find Rachel till you find Jesus in our lives. See, the same thing is with us. Once we put God first, we then stop having babies. We can then stop looking for idols that we think will bring us contentment and satisfaction. So Leah, my friend, becomes the seed through Judah. Leah became the seed. And even the mother of Jesus. That's grace. Not disgrace. Hallelujah. He went from disgrace to disgrace. That's what happened. That's the gospel. So that even you and I, us, though we may all look like Leah on the inside, all messed up and down, disillusioned, Disappointed, discontented. But when God sees us, according to the gospel, we're really Rachel. We look ugly in our sins, our rebellion, our disobedience. But when we accept Christ, that's what, that's what Leah did. She saw the seed. That's what she started calling him Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh. 
She was putting her faith in God. When you start putting your faith in Christ, all messed up as you come as you are. You might look like Leah, but you're really Rachel. You know, I, I've talked before, and I try to get this, how my mother was really into doilies. And in the doilies my mother used to have back in Santa Paula, most of them, not this one, most of them were all messed up down here. Because real doilies, they, they have a lot of sewing. And it's all messed up. You ever seen those doilies? But when you turn them around, look at how beautiful they are. That's us. We look like, like doilies. We look, from, from our perspective, we're all messed up. But when God looks down from the heavens, this is what he sees. This is what he sees. This is Leah. But this is Rachel. And that's really who God looks at when, when you've accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. Uh, sort of like these potholders. All used and messed up. But there you'll be blessed up. Hallelujah. Uh, it depends on how you look at it. Oh, it'd be Leah. But God looks at Rachel. That's who God looks at. Uh, that's that's what really what we look like. To ourselves, we might look fat and skinny and ugly and unwanted. But to Jesus Christ, you look marvelous. You look gorgeous. Uh, we're really Rachel's. Because we put our faith like Leah, on the gospel, on what God did for us on the cross. Anyone here this morning feeling ugly? Like Leah? Because to the only eyes that really count, let me tell you something, you're ravishing. You're Miss America. Hit or Miss America. Really, that's how you look. You, you, you done won the prize. Uh, you don't have to dance like the Hawaiian Honolulu honey. You can, you can dance all messed up like me, three left foot. But to God, I dance like Rachel. Uh, because I'm dancing to him. I'm ministering to him. That's the gospel. This is the gospel. That's what he was telling us in the story of, in the Old Testament. He was talking about the gospel in the Old Testament through Leah and Rachel. Some of you here, especially you singles, don't put all your marbles on, on marriage. Those of us that are married, we can tell you that. There's going to be so many disalignments in your life. Uh, but you're going to have to learn to face them. Don't run. Hang on. You've got to look to the other side. Uh, Man, if, if I didn't have God, I wouldn't have Josie. And vice versa. Because uh, I was a runner. I was a runner. I, I ran. I ran. And the first time she would have been disobedient. You, you, <laughs> woman. I ran with the honoriest, the worst, the toughest. The, hey, you don't be doing me like that. Uh, but man, now I'm. Baby, please don't go. Uh, I'm sorry. I want to be a better husband. I, 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 want, I want to put myself in, in the grace of God. I really, really, just, just, you know. Plus, honey, someday we're going to get to heaven. You're going to see the real me. 
So some of you, listen, don't, don't put all your marbles in the wrong place. Uh, be realistic. A Christian is realistic. He's not idealistic. Because when you're like that, you're, you, you're so rigid. You're, you're so, uh, you're, you're ornery. It has to be just like this. That's the way I went into marriage. Thank God at that time, my wife was more docile. Uh, I was, and she knows, huh? Man, I wasn't the Lion King. I was the Leah King. Oh, man, it'd be Leah. Uh, She went with me, man. So that's why now, really, sometimes other people might look at me, man, Pastor Steve looks henpecked. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because I know what this woman put up with. You didn't know me back then. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, So she went with it. So now it's my turn. I don't care. Handpack me. As long as it's got your lipstick on it, honey. Hallelujah. Uh, it's all right. Because I've learned. And, uh, life's not going to be merrily, merrily. It's not a rowboat and yellow brick road. Singles, learn that now. You'll be a lot better husband, a lot better wife when you get into, hallelujah, the ring. That's what they call it, the ring. Ding. Uh, the heavyweight champion of the Pineda family. Uh, deal with your disillusionments. Don't run from them. Be ready. Because the, the only Rachel that exists is on the other side of heaven. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. 